0: Hey everyone, Um, I'm back in Dallas, Scotland, your host, and welcome to a brand new episode of Color Your Life. So first of all my voice sounds really weird because my sinus is acting up because as we you know, the volcano, La Sufre and St. Vincent's and the is a well-tent. tint. There is a lot of ash in the atmosphere and that coupled with the Sahara dust. It's not a good environment for people like me with severe allergies to be living in. And on top of that, I am kind of just like really delirious and sweet. But um this is just... sorry about that guys um yeah this is just going to be a really short really quick episode where i am just going to talk about things that need to be said i'm going to call this episode um i don't know i'm thinking maybe the caribbean rant maybe The blood of my people holds up the world, I don't know, I'll think of something, but anyways, without me and all the range, let's get into it, yeah! Okay, that was also, like, really awkward, but anyways, okay, cool. So, Adela, what are you ranting about? Because you can't just rant about whatever comes to your mind, I mean, I can, but this is a historical podcast, so... I am actually going to be ranting about the fact that coloured people have been disadvantaged for way too long. And just about the white supremacist agenda that literally drives me insane. Like, I know that there were some kings, you know, there were some African men who would have traded their people for gunpowder. Don't get me wrong, I know this, right? But just because that was the case, in very few cases, mind you, you cannot blame black people for slavery. And just the mere idea that there are people in this world that blame black people for slavery infuriates me on a level so deep that I can't sleep at night. All right, guys, you need to understand that when the British, the Portuguese, the Spanish, the French, the Dutch, and all of these groups with their superior weaponry, their superior technology, and their God complexes infiltrated african homelands completely destroyed sacred sanctuaries places of worship contaminated waterways hunted out animals um took stuff like their shells which was their form of currency when they completely distru- sorry when they completely disrupted the entire social fabric Of West Africa in particular, you gave leaders no choice. It was either be a puppet, play into the narrative, or die. Okay? It was either sell your brother into slavery or be sold yourself. And I mean, come on, if you can look me in the eye and say that you would not have done the same in that situation, you're a hypocrite. You're a liar. You're not honest with yourself. And just, uh, I mean, in 2021, Britain has not apologised to say, I know we keep stressing this, but that's because I want to use my podcast to advocate, not just for good, not just for awareness, but for change. We need change. We need change. It is time that my people stop suffering. And, I mean, guys... I I don't even know where to begin right now with the state of the world. We have Asians being targeted just because COVID-19 allegedly, you know, came from China. We don't even know that. I mean, the first cases were in China, yes, but there's nothing to suggest that the virus originated there. My next episode is actually going to be on Admiral Yi. He was a Korean admiral and he was just brilliant you know that cindy right now is taking a lot of research because he's only someone i've dabbled in any past not someone that i'm completely thoroughly familiar with because it's just disgusting and you know you go and you shoot up a bunch of people and you just say you know I, I had a bad day, you know, you know, like, um, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, But back with her a little bit, you know, and I did those stretches that I saw on um, TikTok, yeah, but, like, they didn't work, so I was like, well, I need to, like, stretch out the muscles, you know, exercise my second amendment right, and, you know, just go kill people, you know, it, 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 baffles me the length that society goes to protect white people. And, I mean, it, it's not okay because there are good white people in the world. There are genuine white people in the world. They are kind white people in the world. But then you have these monsters that treat... Them, and that's just not okay. That is just not okay. These people really genuinely and truly need to get their act together. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't any bad seeds amongst their community, of course, there, and in the same way that. Bad white people need to get their act together. Bad college people need to get their act together, too, because it's not helping the narrative that white supremacists try to paint about us being aggressive, being ignorant, being uh, just lacking any kind of intelligence. You know, it's not helping the narrative. You need to respect yourself so that the world can respect you. But, like, right now, society is literally in shambles, and I have not even the slightest clue on how to fix it or what to do. But there are just a couple of things that I would really like to get out there that I just think that it is so important that the world knows, okay? And those things are just basic things, like the legacy of colonialism and slavery. All right. So when Columbus discovered the New World, you know, he enslaved the native peoples with the system called the encomienda system, you know, he virtually wiped out the entire, sorry, he virtually wiped out the entire Taino population of the New World, he was unsuccessful doing that with Carib groups because they were more warlike and more fierce and they stood up to him and Bartholomew, Dallas Casas. you know advocated for the better treatment of the indigenous people with the laws of the bougroes and stuff. And they were passed and the indigenous people were treated. Well, they weren't really treated better, but I was like, the whole idea, you know? And they were like, well, where are we going to get our labor from? And they realized that Europeans were failing and the same before New Dealers Cassis, who was advocating for the fair treatment of indigenous people, told them, yo, you could get slaves to Africa. You know, the Portuguese have a good thing going. Maybe we could hop on the bandwagon. I mean, you know, from that the transatlantic slave trade was different to any other form of slavery that ever existed before in the whole entire universe and it is something that our people do not understand. They tell you, oh, there were other forms of slavery before. Oh, slavery's been here since the dawn of time. Yes, that is true. But the transatlantic slave trade is something straight out of hell. It is different to Any other form of slavery because the people were not even classified as living things, right? They were considered property, something that can be owned, not just. Mentally or in terms of your labor, but in terms of every aspect of your soul, you could be used to pay debt. It was taking someone from one place to another is one thing. Right? Because that would have been seen with some ancient from Greek-Egyptian societies where you were displaced across the geographical border. But you were allowed to keep your culture. You were allowed to keep your name. You had time to yourself. But with the transatlantic slave trade, you were stripped of your very identity. So you come here, miles and miles away from your home. You were stripped of your identity. You were forced to learn a new language to reject your God and worship another God. You were completely disoriented, right? And that goes on. For generations, for generations, for generations. And as each day passes, you're boiling up in anger, you're boiling up in rage, you're boiling up in frustration because you don't know who you are. You can't practice your culture. You don't have even basic human rights. And that sentiment of frustration, of displacement, of feeling like if you don't belong, is passed along the generations passed among the generations, the bloodshed, the violence passed among the generations. And one day, you know, when slavery no longer becomes profitable and Britain say, all right, we will pay the British slave masters 20 million euros to end slavery. Right? And they just... Put you out on the streets, still with no rights, you can't put this land, you know, but you can put this land up. But you're not allowed to just be idle on the streets, that's where you're saying they will lock you up. How are you now supposed to craft an identity? Because your religion's still illegal, you're not allowed to get married, you still won't have any rights. I mean, How? You know, genuinely explain to me how are my people supposed to figure out who they are like that? How? You know, and on top of that now, you're not paying them anything. So that's still anger and contentment boiling up there. So we have the labor riots of the 1930s all throughout the Caribbean because black people were being paid shit for a week. You know, how? I mean, people are supposed to find any kind of stability to calm down. To calm down. You know, and then on top of that, you take away the male from his family. You completely destroy our family structure. You have farms where you have men like studs to breed slaves. Right? You completely fragment our masculine identity. You completely destroy any kind of socialization into being a good man and a good father. You put in us a legacy, a culture, of polygamous relationships. How on earth Des Moines Commission that came here in the 1900s, oh my goodness. They had the audacity to write back to Britain. They visited Jamaica, Des Moines Commission, They said that family structures in the Caribbean are loose, no-clear-cut congenital ties they're characterized by promiscuous activity, polygamous fathers, violent abuse, all kinds of derogatory statements. But when you sit to ask yourself the reason why, that is because the African family structure was destroyed during slavery and no one has made any attempt to fix it. It angers me! When Britain, when France, when America, all of these places have the audacity to call themselves first world. When the only reason they're in the position that they are in today is because of the development of underdevelopment. The Caribbean radical school led by brilliant men like George Beckford excellently, excellently posit that hundreds of years of slavery Hundreds of years of our land being exploited, of our mineral, ex- sorry, of our mineral resources being exhausted, being depleted. I mean, Gunda Frank as well, and Prevish, all of these brilliant theorists, dependency theorists, accurately said that Britain drained the Caribbean and drained Africa of their resources, not just Britain, but all of Europe and America. And they built themselves up. The Industrial Revolution, as stated by Dr. Eric Williams, and capitalism and slavery was fueled by the slave trade. It is brilliant! And it's like you don't have the audacity to tell us that we third world and we undeveloped and that we underdeveloped and that we run around in huts something. But it's not our fault. It is your fault. You put us in this position, and what's he going to do? You're going to be like, okay, well, we have the IMF and New World Bank and stuff. So like, if you want, you could take a loan, but then you'll be in debt to us, and like, you have to repay the loan. But also, you're going to implement structural adjustment policies, which means that you have to cut welfare for your people. So like, yeah, no, no, the world has to do better. I'm begging. We have to do better. We cannot sit back and allow the system to perpetuate into the next generation. We have to make these steps. It is vital that we make these steps. Because it is a sad, sad world that we live in. And it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I'm telling you. It hurts me. It hurts me it hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me. Because, I know I always talk about an echo in the bone, but it is a brilliant play written by Dennis Scott. And he's very right when he says ancestral memory. Scientists have actually proven ancestral memory. There are certain behaviours, certain mannerisms, certain responses, certain triggers that pass down in the genes, right? Because of slavery, the traits that we have inherited, violence, anger, frustration, feeling like if we don't belong, trauma, because of what our ancestors went through, let me take us and they prop us into a British type society model and expect us to fit in. No, we will never fit in. It's impossible, unless you address the issues, the trauma, we will never progress. Unless you pay us back for slavery. The white people, they kept, sorry, no, let me not say that, the slave masters, they kept records, Delta T of the finances that they gained off of the transatlantic safe trade. Some of them might be destroyed, and that's okay. But you can start, because there's no monetary value for saving Let me get that right. The cost of a human soul can never be equated to with money. But you could start by paying us back the physical amount to save it. That's that for that. You know, we will start with that. We will start with that. And don't tell me you don't have enough money to do it, because you blasted hell loose. Wow, sorry for my language. I'm getting... <sighs> but you do. Africa still owns 10% of their resources. If Africa owned their resources, if people in Africa were trained to utilize the resources, they would be the powerhouse of the world. It isn't at all. Science was born in Africa. I mean, modern thought and rationalism was born in Africa. The current Fuga, the first document of humanism and philanthropy was created by the ancient Mali people in Africa. I mean come on come on come on while you guys were dying from the plague fighting off the dark ages and the Vikings are going yeah 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 kill 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 we were um we in Africa and the Moors in the South East, sorry not the South East, the Middle East and the Indians. We were trading together. We were coming together, putting our intelligence together. And we were thriving on the Eastern side of the world. I mean, when you went to the Middle East, that was the hub for trading. It, it baffles me. You know, I'm not, I'm gonna stop talking about Africa for a little while before you'll think, well, it's only Africa that, has, that was advanced, but no, the Middle East, where that to this day is still in shambles. You know, there were a mecca on earth. They were, you know, India. India's culture was so developed, so rich, and it just all got destroyed. By Britain? What are you doing, Little Island country? Please, if somebody can explain to me what we are doing as far as if we're coming out, well, I'll give you, well, I kind of give you a hug because of COVID, but I'll give you something. It, uh, there are so many wrongs that need to be compensated for that just aren't being addressed. Um, I know I'm all over the place, but this is supposed to be a rant. I have topics in my head that I wanna to touch on and I'm doing that, but this is supposed to be a rant. This is just me being raw with you guys for a bit. I I I don't know, I don't understand. How people in positions of power, people in the position to change the world and to make it a better place, go to bed every night and sleep peacefully. Because I can't. I can't sleep knowing that there are people who think that in the Caribbean we live in straw huts. I'm running around naked, because I've been told lots of bunch of times. I can't sleep knowing that there are people who blame Africa for slavery. I can't sleep knowing that there are people on this earth who think they're superior to any one race, that all men are not equal. I can't sleep knowing that there are people who would kill based on race. You know, I'm not even American. And as much as I tell myself, I don't really want to get involved in America's affairs, because I mean... I've always known America was so threatened to be cool. but they are police brutality. I watched the, yes, yeah, so it was the aunt of Dante Wright. I, sorry, if my pronunciation is off, Dante, yes. I watched an interview with uh, with CNN for Don Lennon, and I, I cried. She, the pain, the pain that that police officer put those people through is unconceivable and he won't be the last, sad to say, he won't be the last and it's like, I mean, the police system, the justice system, the government, all need to do better to protect black people from the police, to protect Mexican people from selective policing, to protect Asian people from hate crimes and discrimination. Your American society needs to do better. They have to do better. And other world leaders need to start to put pressure on them to do better. Stop trading with them. Let them feel a little hit. Let them know that unless they take action, we will shun them. America has nothing right now, you know. America is like twenty-three trillion dollars in debt. But because the World Bank and the IMF and stuff is situated in America, they'll never become to pay how is that fair? When boy got debt relief, yes, I'm not denying that, but they still have debt pay. (sighs) Hey. I understand that this is the weirdy world, but just because something is the weirdest doesn't mean it has to stay like that, you know? And it takes great people, people that we will own forever, like Nelson Mandela, like Martin Luther King, like Harriet Tubman, like Toussaint L'Evatoit, to stand up for what's right, to do the right thing, no matter what, no matter the consequences you know, it amazes me. Don't say right. Um, his killer, his murderer, was charged with second degree manslaughter. That was not manslaughter. Whoever made that verdict, that was not manslaughter. That was murder. It was a black man? He would have been in jail already. Key done Probably need that penalty. Who knows? Come on, guys. Do better. Do better. And. <sighs> You know, my people are suffering all over the world, and I mean, I guess stuff is being done, but nothing else is being done, in my opinion, nothing is being done about it. People like me are talking about it, people like the Black Lives Matter group, you know, they're raising funds, they're enacting change, and even them, you know, the media is trying to portray them in some negative light and some negative agenda. I hear people feel nasty things about them. And I mean they could do all they want. But unless our leaders, unless the people in authority hear our cry, what is going to change? What is going to change? And then if we were to take things into our own hands, we would be shunned as criminals. That is what blows my mind. Blatant injustice in the world. Blatant injustice in the world. And when someone decides enough is enough, I'm going to take a stand, I'm going to do the right thing. They locked up in jail for 20 years, for 50 years, for 60 years, they executed, their whole life's gone for doing the right thing. I don't know, but something has to change. Something needs to change. This this cannot be it. You know, I would... I don't know. I don't know what... Has to be done, and this is something that I'm going to be thinking about copiously over the next couple of months. But something has to change. Good has to triumph over evil. It has to. It has to. Literally. The French Revolution, Liberty, Equality, Fraternity, they should have added, even if it was just a teeny little italics at the bottom. Only if you're right you know the american constitution all men are created equal correction all white men are created equal just tell us what they wanted to tell us now just tell us what they wanted to tell us just tell us just tell us just tell us just tell us us. and you paint us in such a toxic light and a toxic narrative you know and then you meet in it. Bad for your own people because I know people who are literally terrified of white people, and that is not okay because they are good people, they are good people, they are good white men and women. But because of the actions of racist people, of ignorant people, of just pure evil people, of people who fail to acknowledge their privilege. You know, the, what I say, honestly, is that minority groups, you know, as the contention grows, minority groups are going to come to themselves. And the anger and the rage that they have against white supremacists will unfortunately extend to all white people, and we will be pitted against ourselves. And who knows, that might be what starts World War III. It might be a race one. that is... My fear, that is not right. We are all human beings. All the same. If you cut any one of us, we will bleed. We are brothers and sisters. We need to be in solidarity, especially in the midst of a global pandemic. We need to be in solidarity, yet we choose to continue to strengthen the divide. And sad to say, sad to say, sad to say, but based on what's happening in the world, this is the direction that we're heading, because the more and more and more racially based crimes that are being committed is the more and more, you know, minority groups are going to be conscious about who they interact with, about where they go to Things are going to become we shall, and that is not the world I want to live in. I want to live in a world where bad people, regardless of skin color, are given the act punishment, and good people, regardless of skin color, get along. That's the world that I deserve, that's the world that you deserve, and that is the world that your children deserve. That's the world. That's the world. Now, you all know, I always end with a little poem. You know, I haven't done that in a while, but it's fine. I have so many poems on this topic. Huh? Um, I will read a poem that was inspired by Alexander Hamilton. very. Sorry. Well, it's from Hamilton. It was inspired by Lynn manuel Miranda, the author of Hamilton. It's called, If You Stand For Nothing, What Do You Fall For? Every day I wake up, and same thing repeats. Going online to see violence, kidnapping, and injustice happening out on the streets. Everybody starts post-up, up help this one, help that one. Did he know this or did he know that? But how many of you care enough to admit the fact that our way of life is killing us? Social media designed to desensitize us to social issues people struggle with day in, day out. Attention on shit like cultural appropriation or who did shit with Satan, but the real motherfuckers out there with their dick hard living la vida loca. Feminist being feminist just because it's cool, not trying to change the rules so that women have rights too. Women abusing the hashtag me too to make some buck stuff with you because they think it's cool. Men thinking clout makes them holier than thou and with money too they're untouchable. Dancers with no personality being idealised because their flips are so high that they can't make sense of life. It's so messed up. The whole world cares about America, because they're the Western world meta. but yet, right here in the Caribbean, India, Asia, and Africa, bloodshed in like water. And we're on Instagram, posting Black Lives Matter, but ignoring the black lives in our backyard. One news before news, or Trinidad is not to replace post gunman T-Fanting with quick, disgrace without any empathy or heart to save that person's soul. Criminals aren't born, you know, they're created, and with all the politics, inequalities in society are perpetuated, and instead of getting better, we end up living in an earthly hell. You're quick to bash the victim, say all kind of thing, and that's fine because if you can't handle the punishment, don't do the crime. But when you look at the news and see all the black men them in jail cells, instead of seeing all sorts of nasty things about them, ask yourself the question, but why is this? And you'll see that the answer is because our group is disadvantaged. The echo of slavery runs through our boards and has saturated society. More than you will ever know. Remove the ignorance from your mind if you think you're making an excuse. Because all I'm pointing out here is the truth that the African identity in the new world is shattered. And in order to fix ourselves, we need to be offered genuine human decency, help, and respect. Things we get from no one. In India, mica is mined by child labour. All that glitter in your makeup, laced with child blood, sweat, and tears. First world countries are poverty without any fair reprimandation because no one in the power to change the situation gives. Africa only owns 10% of their resources despite being the richest territory in the world. For over 500 years they have been privy to the development of underdevelopment then blasted on the knees for being backwards and poor when it is the white man's fault they so, Why all are we so? But who's fighting to change that? Asians all over the world being spattered and treated like shit. Why YouTubers have to protect innocent Asians when they commute? Why can't respective governments make the punishment for racially based crimes absolute? I suppose after you made a spree, all shooters should ask for a burger and rice too. Because they were just having a bad day. Look! Asking you to become a social justice warrior, or a vigilante, or revolutionary, but I am asking you to stop being so superficial. Stop hopping on the turn trying to seem genuine to your friends when deep down inside you don't give a fuck. Learn about oppression. Understand your privilege without feeling bad about it, because no one has the right to make you feel bad. Do what you can to help who you can, and fight wholeheartedly for what you believe in. Don't make a set of noise on social media and then do nothing. Criticize the government, but then propose nothing. Point out all the flaws. But you can't do a better job. Because when you do these things, you're just being a snob. And that's not what we need. We need people who wear their hearts on their sleeves. People who use their gifts to speak out against injustice in society. People brave enough to take the bull by the horns. And people kind enough to cheer them on. Each one of us can fail at least one of these worlds, And together we can build a better world. Cause if we stay quiet and ignore our generations, cry for help. Best keep your mouth shut when life changed to hell. Alright guys, I read that. Did I read that last night or night before? I think I read that either last night or night before. I can't really remember when, but Anyways, thank you so much for listening, my throat is so dry, so I'm going to drink a lot of water now, thanks for taking time to color your life, please stay safe out there and have a great day.